Hello, you are listening to Skip Intro. I'm Lee Chui Lin in the studio with me today, Julian Yap, Bahi Yusuf, and Ayman Rashad. And we're talking about food because we've kind of circled around it. We've talked about um, different shows that we've liked, different things that kind of have those elements, but we've not talked about the straight up glut of shows that are showcasing food porn nowadays. I think we've seen things like Ugly Delicious, we've talked about um, Mind of a Chef, we've talked about, oh, we have not talked about rather, um, you know, these sorts of shows that showcase food and shot in like this amazing way and how food has kind of become a big thing that we watch. So, that's what we're talking about today. Do you guys have a favourite of the lot, of the new guard, you know, the ones that are shooting things in a really cinematic, gorgeous way? Yeah, I think for me, there's a there's a really weird movement towards towards what food porn or food programming looks like now, right? It started off, as I suspect Julia Child, very, very specific with like, oh, these are the steps you take, this how many minutes, etc., etc. And then you come to something like, Heston Blumenthal's Fantastical Foods, where mm. he makes a giant sausage, or he makes a pub in some guy's garden out of, you know, breadcrumbs or something. So it's just like, okay, you know, it becomes entertainment, but around food. Yeah. So like for me, my current favorite is Somebody Feed Phil. I find a new place, see what everybody's eating. And sometimes miracles happen. Hello. Classic Mexican cantina. Best sausages in Lisbon. Floating markets in Thailand. My favorite thing to do is to taste little tastes of different things. Banh mi, cocktails, crawfish, pork belly, pork cake, and pork chop. This is fantastic, people. It's a show on Netflix. Um, the Phil in question is Phil Rosenthal, the creator of Everybody Loves Raymond. And he is just this regular Jewish guy going to this really exotic places like not super exotic but like thailand like bangkok he goes to he goes to venice you know he goes to these real capitals of food and just looks at food and eats food and is just so joyous he is just so excited to be trying that lady's gelato he's just so excited to be trying that guy's you know roadside pizza it's not it's not a commentary on food. It's just him enjoying the foods as he travels to these places. Which is, um, in other shows, I think snippets, right? They tend to show snippets yeah. of that enjoyment, but a lot of it is processed or they made it here, they made it there. Um, and yeah, I get that. It's a very uncomplicated yeah. sort of pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, whenever someone talks about food porn, the first thing that comes to mind is um, Epic Meal Time on YouTube. Oh, <laughs> there wow. is. It is a bunch of dudes making really epic nasty, food. epic food. Yeah. Bacon, bacon, ham, <laughs> bacon, bacon. <laughs> yeah. it's, oh, it's just so greasy and disgusting, but it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've always, like, I think I remember watching them make like, a massive burger. Mm. And you just go, that looks disgusting, but I want to try some. Have, have you tried it in real life, like doing it with your friends? God, no. <laughs> my, my friends did it. It's, really? It's, it's amazing. They just came up with like this huge, uh, I, I don't know how to describe it. It was just really disgusting. <laughs> but they tried and yeah. it was very cholesterol filled. Just <laughs> drop dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Literally. I like to think that Epic Meal Time is sort of the reason why today just videos of ridiculous amounts of cheese and the ooze mm. of the cheese pull, all of that. The reason why there are so many and why they've got millions and millions of views online is because of Epic Meal Time. Yeah. I think they might have like started that glutton 
um, that more is more thing. Yeah, mm. because they're eating it, not you. You just have to watch them eat it. Yeah, you're not going to put that put anything on when you're watching that. Yeah, but it's also that I I think there was a really nice twenty minutes of that in the evolution of humanity, mm. and then they go into a lot nicer <laughs> things. Like I love binging with Babish. Yeah. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs Hey, what's up guys? I'm back with another episode of Binging with Babish and I'm tackling far and away the one that has been most requested the prison sauce from Goodfellas It's a little ridiculous, a little silly but at the same time he's really respectfully making these things you know? And he has a really calming presence I uh, like yeah, that absolutely. Yeah, absolutely mm, He's so got that voice For me, as soon as I've put on the first video and it has the theme song to Frasier. I'm like, yep, that's me. I'm on board. This is my show now. I also really like binging with Babish because I think it's so doable. There are a lot of mm. things where in movies you see that they're doing it and you're like, oh, okay, I can do that. That's fine. And you look for the recipe and it's step after step after step. And binging with Babish, he does go through, he's like, well, we're on day three. We're yeah. making our meat pie. And he goes to these ridiculous places to get like alligator. But it's, you know, watching someone do it. But I have done a few of those recipes. I've done the the chicken and rice from Moonlight from there. Oh. And it's so delicious. <laughs> like they're actual doable good recipes. Yeah. And I appreciate that he's taking the time to do the things that I don't want to do to get it right. So I really like um, the fact that in modern cooking shows, even though now we're moving to it's like profiling chefs and, you know, treating mm. chefs like gods in some ways with some of these shows. I also appreciate the old school um, demo cooking elements. Mm -hmm. um, so something like Sami Nosrat's Salt Fat Acid Heat, ah. I really enjoyed because there's the context of the, there's a very Ponzi stuff, right? Like not all of us can go to Japan to taste 20 different salts. Not all of us can make our own miso. Yeah. Not all of us are going to be doing that sort of thing. Um, but the fact that she goes, she shows you the context, she shows you the cultural importance of these foods and then she goes back to her kitchen and she makes chicken. Like, yeah. I, I really appreciate that you can do this too. I, I kind of miss the old school I have a bird in an oven that I'm just going to pull out and go, after 20 minutes, it will look like this. Yeah. Um, I miss that. So sometimes when I see cooking shows that still, or food shows that still have cooking, I really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. I, for me, I still like shows that are about cooking. I, I will never do it, but I just, you know, it's, it's sort of like a, you know, you watch someone cook a great steak as you eat your Indomie goreng and yeah. you go like, one day I'm going to do that. One day. And it's also so, it's weirdly low-key, subconsciously educational, right? Oh, yeah. It's like, um, so every time we do a show on this show, when we review a show, I have 99% of the time watched that show with my phone at the same time. Not not because of the quality of the show or anything, but because I, I need to do two things. And my, I'm always on Facebook and I watch these cooking videos. I watch Food Network and Food Network Canada and Tasty and Tastemade, all of them. These 30 seconds short videos on silent on my phone because it's low-key education. I know how long to cook that you need to cook a grilled cheese on for like 75% and then you turn it on for 25%. It's... The amount of information that I take on without me realizing it is so much. There's so much there. And I like um, 
especially Food Network, you know, they, they have videos like the kid, they have shows like The Kitchen, mm. um, old shows like Rachel Ray and um, Nigella. Nigella. Nigella was great. Yeah, Nigella yeah. is still, when I watch her, I'm just overcome with a mixture of nostalgia and, ooh, I want to go to there. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> to go to there. <laughs> <laughs> the ridiculous lighting and the. Yeah, the, yeah. the golden saffron of the yes. vinegar. And I'm just like, yes, yes. But Nigella. it's also just the way she delivers it, right? Yeah. There's, su- there's just something so quintessentially English about it. Yeah, and just so calming. It's sort of for me. It was almost like early AS- ASMR. Yeah, and yeah, you just sort of fall in love with Nigella very quickly. So before we move on to, because we're going to get into some weird spots, some weird pockets, because that's what food has become. Like anything else, it's diversified. It's become really niche. Um, but. Straight up, what have been your favorite food-related shows? So it doesn't have to be food porn. It doesn't have to be anything. So we've heard... Epic Meal Time. Epic Meal Time. Um, do you guys have like absolute faves that you return to time and time again for that calming quality? For me, I get really excited when Binging with Babish has got a new episode out on YouTube. I, for me, it's just... He's the one. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, that's, you know, oh, new episode. I'm going to clear my schedule. Don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, I don't know if this counts, but... Um, it's Julie and Julia every time. Oh, yeah. I love that. There are so many, so many days coming back after work where I just have to t- stop myself from watching Julie and Julia because it's so calming. And I know it's, um, you know, I know it's a biopic. It's not like a show, but seeing Julia Child, I'd, I'd rather watch Julie and Julia instead of Julia Child show. Mm. Huh? Fascinating. I have watched Julia Child show. It's so gritty that I'd rather watch Meryl Streep be Julia Child. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And Stanley Tucci is great as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let us know what are your favorite cooking-related, food-related movies, shows, anything, YouTube channels. WhatsApp us 018-789-8899. Tweet us at SkipIntroMY. Write us at movies at bfm.my. Brainy, fancy material. BFM 89.9. Hello, you are listening to a very hungry episode of Skip Intro uh, with me, Lynn, as well as Ayman, Julian and Bahe. We're talking today about food, all things related to it um, on screen. Basically, we've covered YouTube, uh, we've touched on Julian Julia, we've also talked about TV. And I think that what's happening with food is also that similar to um, what we're seeing with reality TV in general, it is getting into some weird places. Yeah, Um you know, to to sort of draw the line, there are all these sort of really interesting cooking shows now. Like nailed it. I had down. Um, I think it's the final table, which is like an international cooking battle thing. Oh, I could not watch that. Oh, I struggled with oh, that really? one. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're right in that food shows. Food has become a topic, right? Somebody feed Phil is not about traveling to Italy and trying the best wine. It's about, oh, going to Venice and having this gelato at this random corner. It's this idea that food is the topic. It's not the reason or purpose. And I like that. But there are also a lot of reality shows based around it. You know, yeah. there's a lot of, maybe because we like to see people doing the thing that we don't want to do ourselves. I mean, that's a mm. theme coming through. We don't necessarily want to, you know, fuss over the perfect emulsion of whatever, you know, but it's nice watching other people stress out over it. And I think part of that, um, in that vein of stressful but strangely stress-relieving food-related reality mm. shows, there's Mr. Gordon Ramsay, who's kind of made a niche in this. Oh, yeah. Gordon Ramsay, what can you say about him? And one of my favourite shows that he's done is uh, Kitchen Nightmares, which is just fantastic. The characters in it, 
even though there's supposedly real people, I mm-hmm. guess, but maybe dramatized a bit. But uh, the people are so <laughs> wacky and Gordon Ramsay's banter just really makes you laugh. And what I like most about it is that it's not just about food, like you guys said. It's also about... Um, the other things that um surrounding it as well. So when you want to enjoy food, you need to have good service and mm. you need to have good relationships with your uh, staff and cleanliness. waiters. Cleanliness as well. Which, is a, which, oddly enough, needs to be said more and more in these shows, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why, like, how is rotting meat in the back of your fridge not something you want to clean up immediately <laughs> yeah. when you're a kitchen I don't mm-hmm. get it that, that's what I learned because uh, Julian was saying about how it's educational right <laughs> <laughs> one thing it's I learned so educational it is yeah one thing I learned from Kitchen Nightmares is you do not mix cooked meat with raw meat yeah, yeah you get yeah. swore at by Gordon Ramsay if you do that <laughs> <laughs> that's your that's your mission in life to not get swore at <laughs> by Gordon Ramsay never yeah. never unless it's for fun what is that have you any idea what happens to sauce when it's covered and it's hot? Tomorrow morning is what? Sour. Sour, thank you. And when is this from? This is a cake that we... This is a cake. You can't even answer me now. How old is that? I don't know. Oh my good gosh. His banter is just so fantastic. Uh, he eats a bowl of French onion soup and he's like... Oh, it tastes like someone puked in my bowl. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've always thought he sometimes crosses the line. Is that just me? No, it's not just you. Okay. Um, I, I think especially in the F word, because Gordon yes. Ramsay's really kind of made a cottage industry out of these shows, right? And um, Kitchen Nightmares, depending on whether we're talking American or British, I have different opinions. So mm-hmm. I like the British ones. Mm. The American ones, I I feel almost as if Gordon Ramsay plays up himself. Performing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in order to account for like reality TV tastes in America and um, the F word is one of those examples where I'm like you don't need to call that person a badger they get it mm. like, like yeah. you know, yeah. there, there's no need to go there yeah yeah. it's interesting that you brought up the difference between UK and US as well because you can really tell in the US version they really notch it up uh, mm. many levels like, with the editing and the music mm. dum 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 dum. <laughs> right. Yeah, Which yeah. is the same for MasterChef. Um, and I wanted to give big ups to MasterChef Australia specifically. Yeah. Because MasterChef US is fine. But MasterChef <laughs> Australia, the talent is like, what the mm. heck is going on? How is that person making their own whatever it is, whatever complicated item yeah. they're making? And um, the talent on display there, as well as the level of mentorship that they show. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just really enjoy specifically MasterChef, not anywhere else, Australia. Australia yeah. mm. MasterChef US is almost unwatchable after Master, MasterChef Australia because oh. the approach of it is uh, they want to teach you. You're not doing well, we're going to hold a masterclass of how to um, skin the fish or yeah. how to debone the salmon. Oh. But MasterChef US, like Ayman said, is just notched. Like, it's crazy. The music, the fire. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Drama, yeah, like Hell's day. Kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. the, Gordon Ramsay's done, I think, a whole bunch on his own. But they're also just, I keep using the word weird. And that's simply because I was reminded of, um, do you remember that YouTube channel that showcased um, very, very tiny Japanese meals in a mini kitchen? I don't know what it's called, but I've seen those. Yeah, me too. I've seen it as well. Tiny cooking. That's the one. Um, And it falls into that category of mind numbing in a good way. Mm -hmm. It's like you're watching it and you're just like, aww. 
That's so cute. You're making a mini curry. This is the best <laughs> thing ever. Fa- my favorite part is when they get a really mini onion or a really mini carrot oh. and they actually cut it with a working miniature <laughs> knife yeah. and then they cook it over like a candle and it's so wild just to think I could get a little carrot and a little onion. <laughs> I could make a little cake. And a little what? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't take much, and so tiny cooking lives on YouTube as a lot of um, as a lot of food stuff does. I mean, we've mentioned Bon Appetit in the past, so no need to, you know, we're just going to spend another five minutes if we let it get out of hand. But just to say, Bon Appetit. Wow, amazing. Um, But there are also a lot of kind of smaller things. And I think in the vein of what you were saying, Julian, earlier about sort of that instructional quality, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of those. Yeah. So um, like I said, uh, I watch a lot of these, just the top down um, cooking videos. It feels weird almost watching a show now that's a cooking show, but doesn't have that top down view. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was watching The Chef Show with uh, Jon Favreau on Netflix. and Jon Favreau and all his famous friends. And his friends. Yeah. Yeah. They have that top down look at the... At the dish, and it's almost weird when you know the very traditional chef talking to the camera. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to do this and this, and it's like you could condense this down to 30 seconds <laughs> and show me the. Ing- you don't have to give me an ingredients yeah. list. Just write it. Write a little subtitle. Tell me how much I need, and just go for it because I don't need to know all of that. I've got a friend who's a who's who's a hand model for Tasty. Really? Yeah. Man, I yeah. always think about that. Yeah, sometimes they've got like tattoos yeah, and like yeah. ba- it's, bracelets and it's, stuff. And and she says it's very much uh, uh, it's it's a big studio. There's three or four tables at the same mm-hmm. time, and they just go at the same time because they don't have to worry about audio. Yeah, and, and there's so much choreography to yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, just how the the hands move in, the the bowls move in. There's, it's weirdly fascinating, and there's also been a branch off from that. T- Tasty has a whole other series where they do things like Worth It, where they travel and they look at. Um, same foods at different price points or I think there's a show called Make Your Feed where they make things that you see on your feed so like 6 kg ramen bowls and stuff so yeah just weird niche funnel food shows I think what this says I mean uh, based on our entire conversation today it just feels as if we all use food shows for very different purposes like Mm. you know for for you Julian it's a lot to do with learning Um, for you Ayman it seems to be mostly entertainment entertainment of course yeah and and a bit of learning as well (laughs) (laughs) Um, because I I cook a lot so I really like um I really like sort of very fancy cooking shows that I can't do. So mm. when I watch Tasty and stuff, I'm like, ooh, cool, I can try that. Yeah. Um, but then because I'm less of a visual learner, I will default back to like written recipes. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so for me, food shows are like very gentle escapism. I just want to, yeah, yeah, take me to Mexico. I mm. want to watch some salsa being made. Sure, happy with that. <laughs> so it's just very different purposes. Yeah. I think for me, it's, it's, a, it's a mixture of all of that, right? It's the, I'm never going to make a ratatouille uh, but watching Binging with Babish do that to his entertainment, but then I'm watching Binging with Babish and going, I could do some of his stuff. Yeah. Like so, he because of him, I now know how to cook a steak on a you know cast iron skillet. It's that it's that okay. You can do one thing first. Yeah. Try one thing first. Do the steak and then maybe later do the chicken. You know, in a crock pot in the oven. Then you do this other thing. Or you you're you think you're you think your scrambled egg game is good, then you watch somebody else do something else and you're, oh, maybe I'll try the French threefold thing. Mm. It's it's just sort of like upgrading you every time. And the good news for all of us, I think, is that these shows aren't slowing down. I mean, there's yeah. just going to oh, be yeah. new ones. Yeah. It's a really 
kind of wide-ranging hot topics. So yeah, I mean, tell us your favourites. Who do you like to watch eat? <laughs> Who do you like to watch cook? WhatsApp us 018-789-8899. Tweet us at SkipIntroMY and write us at movies at bfm.my. <laughs>